What's going on, Cartel? I have a really cool show tonight. I connected with a gentleman who has a podcast himself, and he his podcast goes by the name of The Guy with the Beard. Simple as that. The Guy with the Beard podcast. And on his show, he likes to express his views and just get his voice out there, just like I'm doing, right? So, uh, anyway, we had a fucking awesome conversation, and... Uh, I really hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, you're going to hear from Nigel at the end, um, you know, talk about the, uh, Owl Creek coffee thing and, uh, the, uh, GoFundMe thing. So yeah, guys just relax, you know, you know what to do by now. Um, crack a beer, drink it, smoke a dube, crack another beer, smoke it, smoke another dube, do what you got to do and enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Red Pill Cartel. I am your host, Davey Wavy, of course, and tonight I got a, a pretty cool guest. Uh, I can't remember what podcast I listened to you on, but anyway, uh, Cartel, we have the guy with the beard. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's, I'm glad to be here, actually. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it was, it might have been NY Patriot, actually. Yes, it was that one. Yeah, yeah. I was just like... I was kind of like out of podcasts to listen to and I was scrolling through NY's uh, all of his shows. I was like, ah, oh, this sounds interesting. Boom. And I really enjoyed it. So, and what you had to say, it was like, I felt like we were on the same wavelength. So that's why I gave you the invite. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. That was actually a lot of fun to do. Uh, shout out to his podcast, man. He he does a great show. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And he actually took a chance with me. He was like, Hey man, I don't know if this is going to work, but you want to try it? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, it just, it ended up being a really good show, I thought. I find like the mo- the people that uh, I have the best shows with are people that I've never spoken to before. Well, yeah, because then you're not like just repeating the same old things. <laughs> like, that too, but at the same time, it's just like, if I'm like scoping people out, I'm just like, I know it's going to be a good conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's usually how it works. When did you, uh, do you find your, do you, do you find yourself like a, a spiritual person or religious I, at all or I, yeah I'm a, I'm a christian um okay i believe in you know just standard christianity um spiritual yeah i'd say so i mean you you could just feel vibes man you know you can feel different things in the world it's just like it's all being pushed in one direction some people say it's the spirits some people to me some people say it's god i mean i'm i'm right in the middle of both of them but yeah yeah honestly like i i mean like i, I hear a lot of people coming to christ right now because of what's going on in the world <laughs> yeah well you know what that's that's actually um one of the, the great things about what's going on is that people are turning to religion because they turned away from it for so long that you know they had nothing else to to grab onto when when something bad like covid happened that it was like well let's turn to this again and that's actually been a great thing yeah like they're trying to head more towards the light uh Rather than the darkness, you know what I mean? Like, I see it on Instagram. I see people, like, changing their lives in real time. I'm like, holy shit, good for you, you know? Yeah, then, then it, you can really see it everywhere. Um, there, I mean, obviously, the media is not going to show you it. Um, you know, a lot of the, the people that make their money with avoiding uh, religion, they're, they're not going to show you that. But as far as actually real people, you see the difference. You know, you, you see the difference in a lot of people's lives and it's a good thing. And it's and the, the great thing is they're not just like throwing it at you. You know, it's like, I did this. Now you have to do it. It's a, it's a number. Oh, no. I'm yeah. Way. I'm happy and I'm I don't happy. see that at all either. I see people just, you know, they're not like 
shoving it in your face, but they're just showing you what they're doing to change, right? Yeah. Excuse me, uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, the more people on the light side, the better. And it's it's the light's always going to win in the end anyway, I, I know, right? So, Well, I mean, yeah, if you just look at history, uh, the it is religion and it is Christianity that saved us from what they're trying to go back to, really. I mean, if you if you think about, like, all this transgender and you think about, you know, this... I saw this thing on TikTok the other day. It was a, it was all over the um, my Twitter as well. It was uh, polyamorous, I want to say, like relationships where it's like one person dates three people and they're all okay with it, but the one girl's married. And I'm like, what, is, what are you guys talking about? This I, is just I, insane. I, dude, I have trouble with one girl, let alone right? like, you know, like, fuck <laughs> that shit, dude. Well, it just, it seems so weird because the girl, because the, the original vid, uh, person was a girl who was like, okay, so I'm the person in charge of this relationship. Uh, I date all three of these people. And then all the three people came on the video and they were like, I'm only dating her. I'm like, so you get to date all three of them, but they all have to just date you. But I'm sure there's no <laughs> rules, but whatever. And I'm just like, who, like, and honestly, you, if you saw the video, you'd be like, who would want to date her? Oh no! She's a little controlling, <laughs> and I'm not even saying looks wise. I'm just saying a little controlling. You know, let me do my thing. That's so funny, dude. Like, uh, that's like some David Koresh shit that right there. Yeah, it really is. It's like, okay, so I get to impregnate all these women, and <laughs> I get to have them whenever I want. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. Like, if if I if I'm with a girl. And I have a relationship with her. Like, there's no way I'm going to hack, like, let her go and, like, fuck around. You know what I mean? Well, especially now, man. Honestly, I, I'm, yeah. I've, been, I've been married for a long time. And every time I look at, like, because, my, like, my younger brother, he's, like, you know, he's out there. And I got friends that are out there. And I'm just, like, thank God I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, the way it is now, the rules and everything. And I'm just, like, this this just doesn't seem like fun to me. So I'm glad I am where I'm where I'm at. I'm actually glad I'm single right now because yeah. I, you know, and I'm not even really looking. I'm just kind of, yeah, that's, that's the best you know? place to be. That's the best yeah. place to be. It's, it's, you're either married or you're single and not even looking for anything. Cause if you're in that little mixture of like swipe left, swipe right, all that crap, I'm just like, no, thank you. Cause Dude, I, hear, I, try, I hear horror I tried, stories and I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. I tried the, the whole dating app thing. And I'm like, I think three times I downloaded it, tried it. <clears throat> deleted it downloaded it tried it deleted it downloaded it tried it never again fuck that shit yeah it's just not a natural way to do it man there's just, it's not i prefer it, the organic old school way right i actually i told a buddy of mine who was like dude you're not on these apps and i'm like well one i'm married so no uh and two if you want to meet a woman go to target they're they're it's a joke now right it's i think some comedian uh, did a whole bit about it but i'm like no seriously go to target there's women there go to the grocery store there's women there <laughs> yeah Stop trying to pick yeah. them up at the gas station. That's a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, you know, and I have these like uh, younger dudes I work with because I'm 42, right? But these younger dudes are like early 20s, mid 20s. And they're like, yeah. how do you how do you get women? And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't just get women. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not like that. Like I don't just pick up a chick, fuck her and leave her. You know what I mean? I'm not like that. I like pursue really. I like to pursue relationships and things, right? Thing, yeah. And uh, I said dude, like, all you got to do is, like, approach somebody that you think is cute or whatever and talk to her, and if it doesn't work out, so be it, right? Yeah, everyone's just so afraid of rejection. Yeah, they don't know how to handle these bad. situations. <laughs> these poor kids, they're, they're just like, I can't talk to her. I'm like, well, how, how are you ever going to get with her, you know? Yeah, 
<laughs> well, it's just supposed to happen. She'll do all the work and I'll just stand here and then I'll brag yeah, about how bad right? <laughs> it's too funny. But like now it's kind of like two years ago, our, op- our options were limitless and now they're extremely limited. Yeah. You know, because for one, I don't want somebody who's vaccinated. Not that I have anything against people that are vaccinated. Right. But I just don't want the whole rhetoric that comes along with it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to me like if somebody went ahead and actually got the vaccine, it wasn't just a, eh, I'll get it, whatever, no big deal. It's a, no, you have to get it. Everybody right. in the world has to get it. If you don't get it, then mine doesn't work. And it's just like, dude, that just doesn't, that's not. That's, <laughs> that's like, that's actually not how it works. And, uh... <laughs> and I don't know how, the crazy thing is, it's like, it's older people that say it too. They're like, you have to. And I'm like, hold on, you've been around long enough to understand that this has never been the way it works, right? You know that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how the hell did people get manipulated so fast? It's, you know, it was just a fear, man. It's just fear. I, yeah, totally. I, I actually was talking to a buddy of mine and I was like, if you go back to the beginning of it, because he's a full on conspiracy theorist. He actually he, he's he's beyond just the normal red pill. Sure. <laughs> Which he's he's so awesome, though. He's you you talk to him and it's, it's he actually knows this stuff. So but he was like, dude, how does how do these people just keep falling for it? And I'm like, go back to the beginning of this when they were dragging people in China, dragging people out of their house or like literally sealing them into their house so they don't come out. Like that is a scary thought. Even just what they were doing afterwards where you had videos of them uh, disinfecting the street. <laughs> yeah, spraying the street. I'm like, even I for a little bit was like, hold on, this isn't, no, 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 snap out of it, snap out of it. But I'm like, wait, is it that? No, 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 snap out of it, snap out of it. <laughs> I had to like talk myself out of it because I remember looking at that and just thinking like, this is this is pretty bad. This isn't a normal thing. And then I, I just remember uh, going back to it and saying, there's n- there's a reason they're showing us this. There's a there's a reason why this is what's on TV right now. And it's obviously to drum up fear and whether or not a, a lot of people, a lot of my buddies, they actually um, they think I don't believe in COVID. And I'm like, no, I, I do believe in it. And then I actually got um, sick over December. So like I was uh-huh. working, I was working seven days a week. I was like literally just grinding to during the holiday. I deliver, I'm a courier. So, you know, we, we deliver a whole bunch of stuff on for Christmas and everything. So I was working seven days a week and I just drained my, my body. And then I ended up getting sick. And they that's were like, probably Who? why. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's what I, you know, narrowed it down to um, my wife, my daughter, they didn't, my wife got sick for, for like a day or two. And then my daughter didn't get sick at all, which was awesome. Um, but I got pretty sick and I was like, this isn't, this isn't um, COVID. I don't think it is. It just feels like a regular flu. Like I've had flus in December before because I work so hard in December that I drained my, uh, I drained myself. But I, um, I remember all of my buddies saying, see, this is what you get for not believing in COVID. You thought it was fake. And I'm like, oh. it's not, it's not God. It's not a religion. <laughs> it's not something you need to pray to, you know? It's, it's just, almost like it, they, everybody made it be, made it become like a uh, uh, an entity of some sort. That's exactly what happened, you know. Yeah, I, I actually said this in um, in the other podcast I was on, um, and I said people are just naturally religious. So you're either going to go towards something spiritual or a standard religion, Christianity, um, Judaism, or um, Muslim, or whatever, whatever you choose to to believe in, or you're going to make something up. 
because even not believing in a religion is a religion, <laughs> you know. Well, every yeah, it's like, is it's the exact same, same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, scientism, all mm-hmm. that shit, right? All of it. Yeah. So people who something. don't believe in COVID, it's. Uh, I had an episode with uh, my friend Random Randy, and we we called these things an egregore. It's like if enough people believe in it, it, it comes becomes true, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they did with COVID, man. I mean, you you get you get hit with that every single day that you're just going to believe it. It just becomes this giant monster that you can't kill. And it's a giant monster you can't even see. So it, it just turns into something. And two years, man, we're going on, on two and a half years of this. So it's yeah. like, it's one of the greatest psychops that we've ever experienced in our lifetime. Oh, definitely dude. Like I thought nine 11 was bad. I remember when nine 11 happened, I was, uh, Whew, I woke up in the morning. My mom woke me up and she's like, David, 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 wake up. The U.S. got attacked. And my first thought was nuclear. Oh, man. That's got to freak you out. Like, jumped out of bed, like out of my skin, right? And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I go downstairs. I see the planes hitting the buildings on the TV. I'm like, what? Yeah. On that, God's green earth is happening. That was that was a rough one. I mean, I lived on the on the West Coast. So when I woke up, it had already happened. I think it yeah. was like right there where it was, it was, I woke up, I went to school and I was like, what's going on? Because I keep hearing this stuff in every classroom, every class that day was just, we're watching this, you know, it was like watching history. And I mean, that, that the only good thing that came out of that is people were very, they really did come together during that time. They really, like, yeah. we didn't have a lot of this fighting you have now where literally people are yelling at each other in a store over a freaking mask. Yeah. I, I I honestly didn't expect it to be like this where even my family is divided. It's it's crazy, man. It's like, why, dude? Like, this is the <laughs> oldest fucking play in the book. Right. Divide and conquer. Yeah. And I have brothers in the military and they don't see it either. It's like, what, dude? You don't see this? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I for me the biggest uh, one, and I think the one that actually helps me to explain to people like what what's actually going on is, and it actually just came up with Stacey Abrams. She took a picture and posted it. Right, she went and read to a classroom, and then she's sitting in front of the whole classroom of of like little kids. She's not wearing a mask, but everybody else in the room is wearing a mask. You could just see a big old smile on her face, and I'm like, hold on. So every one of these little kids is now responsible to make sure that this lady is safe. When did we do right. that? When did we put the burden of, of protecting people uh, or adults on children? on children? It's never been that way. It, this is completely backwards, man. This is a hundred percent backwards. It's supposed to be, we're supposed to sacrifice ourselves for the kids. Yeah. If you would have told me, if you would have said, okay, look, dude, we this thing is, it could hurt the kids. You need to put on a mask. I would have been like, all right, I don't, I don't, I didn't wear a mask pretty much this whole time i've only ever really worn it like probably 10 5 to 10 percent of the time and that's one of those like I'm, I'm on a plane i'm in a place where it's like i need to get done with something i'm going to get in and out you know but yeah like, it's, it's but for to me when i think about what we've done to kids and now they're pushing even more and more now they got to inject the kids with the vaccine and now we got to do all that stuff and whether or not you believe the vaccine is a good thing whether or not that's you know true that this is going to protect them what matters more than anything is we really don't know the side effects of it. 
We really don't know what it's going to be. And we won't know be. apparently until like what, 2070 something? <laughs> yeah, 75 years. Well, <clears throat> yeah, standard, it's like, no thanks. I think I'll take. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you need my informed consent to put that shit into my veins. So that's not going to happen. Right. You know, and, like and, I just but, I just can't do it. For to me, uh, it's just, it shows you how crazy people can get just because of fear. And oh, yeah. To sacrifice kids left and right, even if you don't see it as a sacrifice. You know, I have my nephew. They were like, we, we gave him the shot so he can go to school. And I and I just asked a simple question and it blew up into a thing. And it was really, why does your son have to take experimental medicine so that his teacher, who he's only going to be around for a couple months and then move on with his life so that mm-hmm. she can be safe? Why isn't she taking it so that he could be safe? Right. <laughs> I, I, it's just a simple question. And it was it it just blows their brains up, and then they just they just double down. You know, anybody you try to explain this stuff to, anybody you you sit there and say, you know, this this is how I look at it. They just double down on their stuff. It's like, no, you just don't understand this. Just, well, they 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 double down on the rhetoric that's that's given to them through the exactly. media. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, With it no thoughts of their own. Harder. Exactly. That's the part yeah. that gets to me. Is the, it's like, dude, if you if we just have a conversation, like me and you, right? If I was explaining something, my side of something, and you were like, no, but I think this, and then we just came back and forth, and I. I came closer to your side and you came closer to mine. That's normal. That's how it used to be for everything. But with this, it seems to be you either you're either with me or against me. And yep. I'm sorry, that's just not the Jedi way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this Jedi don't roll that way, man. <laughs> exactly. I got I the green lightsaber, you got the you got the red. That's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's like works. it's like I live in an apartment building, like uh, I think it's 24 stories, right? And if I get in the elevator and I'm the only one in there and I'm not wearing a mask, which I don't, and somebody wants to get on the elevator, stops on the floor, the elevator door opens, and there's a guy with his mask on, he won't get in the elevator. <laughs> That's a good thing to me. I don't know. And, and, and I'm like, dude, you're wearing a mask. You're protected. Yeah. I'm okay. You know? But it's like, I just don't understand the, I can't grasp that mentality, I I don't know. I guess I just didn't allow I, I myself. Actually, I actually tried. I actually really did try to understand that mentality, right? It's a, it, it's a, we have to do everything we can to protect ourselves, okay, to, to save everybody. The problem is it no longer is the, if mine doesn't, if, if you're not wearing your mask, then my mask doesn't work. It isn't that. They immediately go to, you're trying to kill me. And if somebody yeah. is trying to do you harm, of course <clears throat> you're not going to. You know, if some, if you're walking down the street and you see a, a guy with a knife, <laughs> like he's just he's talking to himself, waving a knife, you're going to go, no, I don't trust that guy. He could try yeah. to kill me. So yeah. when those elevator doors open and you're not wearing a mask, that's what they see. They look like they look at you like you're a murderer. Yeah, and so yeah. And that's where we have the problem. So it isn't it isn't just the the idea of <laughs> the elevator. Know, Doors open and all yours. Yeah, and you're Michael Myers standing there with a knife, with a knife pointed right at them. I wouldn't get on the elevator. You know what I mean? And that—that's what it's it turned into. That's what we're dealing with. It isn't uh, just a matter of okay. Obviously, you're protected. I'm not protected from the homeless man wielding a knife. There's there's all this room. I could cross the street. There's a homeless guy. He's looking crazy and he's got a knife. I'm not protected, even though we have all this room. It's like, I just got to get away from this as much as possible. And right. then they go, well, what? instead of saying like, okay, I'm, I can just go to the next one. 
this guy's, you know, insane. I can just go on about my business, which is what they would do with a homeless man, ironically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they feel like they can engage you because somehow they feel like they're in the right and they're they're a majority. They they feel like everybody thinks like I think this guy's wrong and we need to stop this guy. So yeah. that's where we have that problem. It's sad, man. I mean, even if they're like triple quadruple vaxxed, they're still scared. Yeah. Why? You're protected beyond all measures of protection and you're still scared of us. And well, then that's, that's what I'm saying. Like no matter how protected they are against the virus, the yeah, problem it, isn't that, that the, that they're protected or not protected from the virus. It's that you are a crazy person trying to kill everybody. Right, right, right. It's, <sighs> just, it's just like that whole allegory of the cave, right? So um, you, when you come back into the cave after going out into the sunlight, and you're trying to tell people, hey, there's a whole world out there. You're slipping and sliding. You can't even walk because your eyes are so used to the sunlight. You can't really see in the dark. So they're like, dude, this guy's crazy. He can't even walk. And he's going to tell me that there's a whole other world. Get out of here, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Come That's on, man. That's who we are now. We're those yeah. people that came back in to try and save somebody. But we can't really walk in their shoes anymore. We can't really see in the dark. So we look like the crazy people to them. Meanwhile, they're chained up to a wall thinking shadows were real. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild, man. I mean, I've told this to many people before. Like uh, when I was at work, uh, when this whole thing first started, uh, I have other guys that work with me outside and they're like, something's not right about this. Right away, our intuition kicked in. We're like, mm -hmm. something's not right about this. I know it, right? And then the next thing, you know, we're discussing this whole thing. We're like, okay, they want a vax, right? And then we were discussing, oh, watch it turn out so that we can't fucking work or travel yeah. anywhere unless, until, unless we get the vaccine. And sure enough, it happened. And like almost everything we were predicting came true. Well, yeah, that's, that's what happened with a buddy of mine. He was like, dude, if you wear the mask, the, the mask is a sign. We have to push back now. He was saying it. He was like, dude, we have to push back now. Otherwise, they're going to inject us with this stuff. You know what's in that stuff. They're just trying to kill us all. This, and he just kept going further and further. And everyone was like, dude, you're crazy. You're insane. Stop listening to that Alex Jones crap. And it was like everything he said, <laughs> every single thing he said happened. Yeah. Little by little, incremental. It's you know the the frog in the in the boiling water. He doesn't it, know it until it's too late. Yeah, and then you see uh, the memes going around about how like um, uh, conspiracy theory conspiracy theory should just be called spoiler alerts now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I can just see into the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a psychic. Yeah, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth about six months? Something like yeah, that. I think that's, yeah, yeah. Because quite honestly, dude, it was six months and this guy was right. And he would just look at you like, I told you, but he's already talking about the next thing they're going to do. So everyone's looking at him like he's crazy again. And I'm like, dude. And that's actually when I, I uh, first thought of that whole allegory of the cave. When I told him, I go, dude, you're the guy walking around that can't even walk. You look like a crazy person talking about all these things that are going to happen. He goes, yeah, but I was right. And I go, yeah, but all these people aren't remembering that you were right about that because they're too worried about the next thing that you're <laughs> coming down. And he's like, ah, you're right. I, I should just stop. I go, you can't save people that don't want to be saved. That's it. I don't push it on anybody. Yeah. I, I post stuff on Instagram and shit, which yeah. I get shit for. But at the yeah, same actually, time, it's like, 
I'm I just actually got shadow banned for it too. Oh, same here. I'm shadow banned yeah. off my second account now. That's crazy. Uh, actually, they just removed something uh, just like half an hour ago before we started. <laughs> of course they did. It was like a, a thing about uh, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau. And I yeah. said, nobody dick punched this guy already. <laughs> <laughs> that's violence, man. Come on, that's violence. What are you thinking? I know, oh, right? Man, that Trudeau. I don't know how that guy has any power. How can you see that guy and just... I, Not what a punch in the face. The blackface stuff alone should have been enough to get this guy out of office. So I, that whole system, you know, is corrupt over there. When a guy Absolutely. like that has that much power, you know that's correct. Now they have uh, uh, Ottawa police going around confiscating the truckers' fuel. That is ridiculous, man. That's I saw that, me. and that, pissed me, that actually pissed me off. Because I was that's like, how are you going to take somebody's fuel, man? Dude, and some of these truckers have kids in their bunks. Yeah. 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 They, some of these people, that's how they live. You know, yeah. They, you can't kick a homeless person off the street because those are their belongings. You can't move them. But you can take a a truck driver's fuel to that he uses to fuel his home because <laughs> that's essentially their home yeah the government is literally telling the cops to commit criminal acts yeah i mean the problem the thing is nobody sees it for what it is they don't want to they don't want to believe that this is actually happening like what we say like the police are coming for you they're just the the arm of the government you know so they're, they're going to come after you in these ways. They're just like, no, no, you're, you're just reading too much into it. It's like, no, they're literally taking the fuel out of their trucks. That, that's literally killing them. <laughs> yeah. well, they, don't, they don't have to stay out there. They don't have to take their fuel. They haven't done anything. They haven't they're... done anything wrong. Nobody, there's no violence. They haven't done anything, no harm to anybody. They're just, yeah, they're blocking the road. But guess what? The road would have been blocked anyway. Yep. One way or another, there could have been they... an accident. They haven't done anything that Trudeau has said that they're doing. They're not right. violent. They're not desecrating statues. And then and the they person who walked around with a not with a with a what was it the Confederate flag? You know that was a, that was definitely a Fed. Agent There's no way it was one of them. Agent provocateur. And yeah. now they just dumped like a big uh, dumpster full of uh, rocks and shit for people to throw. Oh and, no way. And there was a video that I posted where it's like, if if you believe that, you know, these rocks were brought here by the truckers, then it's a hundred percent, it's a hundred percent fucking, uh, you know, like a provocative thing, right? Well, that's what they did with BLM, and you saw the that, videos of those people that, pulling up with a U-Haul with with uh, cinder blocks and, and <laughs> frozen water bottles. Soros with a dump truck with a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is that guy still alive? That's what I want to know. How is that guy still alive? <laughs> I don't get it, dude. See, and that's that's why it's not hard to believe that they're lizard people, because there's no way that guy should still be alive. Look at him. Exactly. <laughs> takes a, takes a shot glass of adrenochrome every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks the blood of a child, and it's like, all right, I can live again. It's like, dude, this is just, that's just creepy, man. Don't come on TV ever. Just we shouldn't see your face. <laughs> It's so funny, dude. Like, it's funny to me. All this shit is funny to me. It's well, that's what makes it. That's the that's the reason why the memes are so great. Like, yeah. we're, we're living in the greatest age of memes right now. I, I literally couldn't stop myself when I was posting, like, about this whole, uh, they're talking about how Biden administration is going to start handing out crack pipes to 
I, <laughs> they're addicts. And like, I just, it, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> I sent it to a buddy of mine. He goes, please tell me this isn't true. Bro, please, I go, I can send you the article. You're not going to read it. You're not going to believe me. So just wait till the news says it. And he's like, but they're not going to say it. I go, well, you're starting to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my, my, uh, my dad, like probably last month. He's like, I, I would tell him things. And he's like, well, I don't see anything about it on the news. And I'm like, because they're not going to show that shit on the news, right? Yeah. The revolution <laughs> will not be televised. <laughs> 100%. And now that the whole trucker thing started happening, uh, he used to be a trucker. And now he's like, now he's on board. Now he's kind of awake. You know, he's like, like he'll be sitting there watching Trudeau do a speech. And he's like, nobody's committing any violent acts. Nobody yeah. there is racist. What are you talking about? And it I, says, you got it. Yeah. Like it's the little moments and you just have to like expand on them. Like you see, yeah, you see, you see. And then it's like, but yeah, the Trudeau thing, the Trudeau thing, man, that guy, it's for them to come out and be like, they're racist and they're this and they've got unapproved or what did he say? I, I, I just saw the clip the other day. He said something about you. They have uh, views that cannot be tolerated or something like that. And right, I was like, right. I was like, that's it right there, right then and there. We should have all been like, what did he just say? Like, that's yep. not a Freudian slip. Like that guy just said it. He didn't even try to correct it. He didn't say nothing. And nobody's going to push him on that. Yeah, that's it. That we're, we're in the middle of it. We are in the middle of it. There's no going back now. It's like this guy is trying to start a civil war. Yeah. That's what it feels Played like. It simple. If they don't start a civil war, they're going to start a world war. This yeah. whole Russia thing, man, it's. It's ridiculous. It's like, screw the whole COVID thing. Let's go to war with Russia. What? (laughs) Yeah, my numbers are tanking. Let's go to war. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a wag the dog scenario, right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what what ends up happening. It's like the the master magician. Yep. The master magician always like shows you in one hand what he's, what he's doing. But in the other hand, he's doing something to distract you. Yeah. And and it's really easy to believe. Um, I've been reading uh, this book, uh, Red Handed. Uh, I forget the guy who the author of it, but it's all about how um, basically how all these politicians, Hollywood uh, elites and all this other stuff are all in the in the pockets of of China, you know, of, of the CCP. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's it just goes into detail about every little thing. And it goes beyond just um, just Biden's son going around picking up bags of money. It goes beyond that. It's if we stop funding China with with Hollywood, with with um, the NBA, with all these other things that we're trying to, all these corporations here that are trying to expand into China in order to make more money than they're already making, if we just stop that, China goes away. China's yeah. not that powerful. They really aren't. They have a lot of people. They, you know, sure they they have military weapon, a great army, and they have a they have nukes, obviously. So. You know, that gives them a little bit of power. But as far as their GDP and all the rest of that, they are not that strong. And if it wasn't for us feeding them, if it wasn't for us giving them our money and them having influence in our country, China goes away. China's no longer a threat. But this whole Russia situation, the only reason why it's important is if we let, if we allow Putin to just take over, you know, uh, uh, Ukraine, if he just decides, okay, I'm going to go in there and do it be damned to whatever the you know NATO says and who cares what what sanctions they put on me then 
that isn't as big a deal as, as important as that would be obviously to the people of Ukraine. And we don't really want Russia getting that much bigger. The bigger issue is China then goes, well, they didn't do anything to him. Let's go get Taiwan because Taiwan right. belongs to us. And, and so I actually was telling this to a buddy of mine and he was like, well, who cares, man? Why do you care? And I'm like, you should care because your cell phone, your car, your TV, everything like hell all this equipment we're using to have this conversation right now all of it is powered by semiconductors where do we get our semiconductors from taiwan that's where we get most of our stuff if china takes over taiwan then now we have to beg taiwan or beg china to give us semiconductors and why would they do that they would just bleed us out and now our technology starts falling behind their technology moves forward and then they that's how they catch up to us they become the superpower instead of us. Right. And it's all because of technology. See, back in the day, it was oil. It was land. It was money. And those things are still important. But now it's technology. The future is all about technology, right? I, no one really wants to go to war. That's why wars are fought with drones. That's why we yes. send. That's why we're always looking for. If you see those uh, videos of those robots that they keep hitting over and over. I'm like, you made a robot that can shoot a gun and you're hitting it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but China could, very turn easily, on you. <laughs> yeah, China could very easily build those if they have all the semiconductors. You know what I mean? So that is a, that's, a, that's something that's going to end up affecting us way more than people realize. And it all starts with letting Russia take over, the, take over Ukraine. It all starts there because it's, well, if he, he did that, they're not going to stop me if I do this. You know, and th that's been in the, in the works for a long time they're they're basically having um they basically have everything lined up on the border they're like oh, whenever we feel like it we're going to do this and we haven't done anything to support taiwan we haven't done anything and then you got john cena i remember this it, it was the most ridiculous thing ever it was john cena during one of the fast and furious movies what, whatever the last one was what is it like 108 like, um, yeah, I was going to say 50-something. Yeah. I haven't um, seen any since three. Yeah, I remember I watched the first one. I was like, well, this is a little far-fetched. But you know what? It's fine. Uh, and then the second one, I was like, what are you doing? Let's, this is over. We're done. They, yeah. they won't make another one. And then here we are. Number like two. nine. <laughs> yeah. So he said something in an interview about the, the country of Taiwan. And China made him go on an interview and apologize. He had to apologize to anyone he offended for saying that Taiwan was a, was its own nation, its own country. Well, look at Joe Rogan, too. I, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Like, come on, dude. Fuck yeah, off. I really thought he was going to fight back. I really did. And not fight back like as an asshole. Like, I really thought he was just going to be like, look, that's not what I meant. You could take it that way if you want. But none of what I said, all of what I said was out of context in that video. You guys can take it however you want to take it. I am not a racist you know have a great day i really thought yeah. that he was gonna do instead he's like i'm just so ashamed of this video and i'm like come on man they got you <laughs> they yeah. got you and i've been saying for like a long time that i think um <clears throat> rogan is compromised really yeah just how do you get that fucking big dude you know what i mean you, you can't get that big in any fucking uh medium without having some sort of compromisation yeah um I, that same buddy of mine i'm telling you i'm gonna i'm gonna give you his contact info so you can have a conversation with him i think you'd love talking to him um, yeah dude he was he was actually one of the first people touting that to me he was like 
he was like, Rogan's compromised. And then I think he also said Tim Pool, but I don't know. I don't remember why Tim Pool was uh, was compromised. But I remember him saying Rogan. And then there was a couple times that Rogan would say some stuff, and he was like, "I'll let it slide," but I'm telling you, he's compromised. But you, you maybe you're right, man. I mean, maybe it's just too. It's too I'm old. saying I'm not saying like he's definitely compromised. I'm saying yeah. it's a probably like a 85 to 90 percent possibility. Well, it's going to be more now. I mean, he's literally taking stuff off of Spotify, uh, episodes off of Spotify. You know it's going to affect the way he does his shows from now on. It's going to affect the guests. For he has sure. It's gonna, so they're basically telling him, you have to have this, you have to have that. and it's. He even when, said it in his like apology. Oh, I should I should probably get more guests that counter the, the, the you know, the, the anti-vax narrative or whatever. Right. And that, it's that's like, exactly well, why, dude? Want. It's your yeah. fucking show. Do what you want. Yeah. And then that's so when the whole thing moved to Spotify, I actually stopped listening to it because I never I was like, eh, I don't want to download Spotify. I'm not going to give into it. And so I actually stopped listening to it until he they started giving him crap for having the whole anti vaccine. <coughs> I actually listened to that episode that they tried to ban him for um, with that doctor. That, that was a, actually a really good episode. That doesn't mean it was like, yeah, he's absolutely right. Yeah, we got even the that doctor that was on there. He was like, now don't take my word for it. Do your own research. And he even he said he goes, don't quote me on this stuff, but I'm telling you this. I'm telling you that. You can go look it up yourself. So even the people that they're saying, you know, they're they're spreading misinformation or whatever, which I hate that fucking word, man. I really I, I hate that, that word. fucking word too. <laughs> That's a fact it, checker word. Yes, it's such a fact checker word. It's just like shut up, man. Just information, but yeah, but we, we still have the fucking right for, to free speech, but apparently yeah. we don't. You know, it's just a countering point of view, and it's like that—that's what we're supposed to have. And we're supposed to be able you, to debate. Yeah, nobody's telling you don't take the vaccine. I don't think I know anybody who is in a large, large, you know, other than Alex Jones. I will say that, other than Alex Jones, nobody has come out. Even Joe Rogan. Don't get, saying, don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it, bearded saying, man. You're saying, I don't think you need it. I don't think oh. you should take it. I don't think it's going to, I think you're better off doing this, which it's like, that's, those are con normal conversations for anything. That's for anything, any medication for driving a car. I don't think you should drive. <laughs> a good a good doctor would tell you the same fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. But now you don't I don't think you should, I don't think because a patient could go into a, uh, uh, a doctor's room and ask tell the doctor i think this is what's happened to me i think i should take this medicine and the doctor would be like well i don't know man you know i think the 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 uh risks outweigh the benefits right and that's right, that's right? the conversation that people are having that that's we should be having and i think that's actually the conversation that joe rogan was having with people it was uh i don't know i'm a healthy person i'm young i don't think i need it i don't have these conditions but it's all the people that are overweight or have some sort of condition that are like, you have to take it. You have to take it. Like, Stop worrying about what I got to do. You worry yeah. about yourself. Everybody you has you their own fucking way of uh, battling illnesses, right? Exactly. Like what's, what's right for one be. person is not right for another person. Yeah. There, there's something shady about these, these vaccines, man. It's just, I think the way they did it was shady. 
And actually, a yeah. buddy of mine, because he was like, you're a Trump supporter, right? I go, I, I was voting for him when you have the two evils. It was the same thing with Hillary. He was the lesser of two evils. And you put Joe Biden up there and he's still the lesser of two evils. That doesn't mean he's a great man. He doesn't mean he's amazing at everything he does. There was a lot of things I disagreed with him on. But at the end of the day, it's like, even if he came out and said, hey, everybody, take, take this vaccine, which he did. I'm still like, no, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. I got, I actually got sick with it. So that means I have, and that was the first thing I ever remember saying when it all came out, it was, I said, I want to get it so that I can just get it over with because I get it. I get the antibodies and I move on. And everyone was like, are you crazy? You must be stupid. You must be suicidal. You can't do that. And I'm like, why not? Why can't I do that? That's how our bodies work. And I remember talking to people that were like nurses that were like medical professionals. And they were like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, you went to nursing school, right? Yeah. So you understand what antibodies are, right? Well, yeah, but this is different. Like, <laughs> how oh, yeah. different? You're right. It is different. <laughs> this is mRNA experimental gene therapy. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> well, so and then I would follow it up with that. So, so what did you learn about mRNA? They're like, oh, you're changing the subject. I'm like, no, that is the subject. That's the thing. <laughs> that is the subject. That's what we're talking about. And they're just like, no, you're just crazy. You're one of those. And as soon as they could label you a crazy Trump supporter. Or a conspiracy theorist or a tinfoil hat wearer. Yeah, somebody's going to drink bleach. And I'm like, first of all, he said to inject it, not to drink it. All right, come on, get it right. <laughs> so it, it was like, as soon as they can label you that, they're, they were able to push you away. And, I, you know and that just, yeah, that just me. goes to show how far they politicize this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all because it was. If, yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole thing, I really do believe that the whole thing happened and, you know, was co- is COVID real? Well, yeah, it's basically like a stronger flu, right? And it, we've just been dealing with it. So it's not like it's not real. And I, I, get, I get a lot of shit for this too, because everyone thinks I don't think it's real. But it happened, it came out and they just immediately thought, well, we can use this to our advantage. And then once they got the power and once Biden got in, it was, it really turned into, well, we could just keep this around and do whatever the hell we want. We could just use this as an excuse for everything. It's always the excuse. There's always a disaster. There's always something global warming has been around since I was a kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, it's, I, it's, I, it's not called that anymore, though. Well, that's it's climate right. change it's, it's now. Climate change. Oh, yeah, I remember because yeah. it used to be. Um, I lived. I grew up in California, so it used to be the giant earthquake, the big one. Um, and then there was going to be the meteor, but then Armageddon came out, and it was like, oh no, we know how to solve that. <laughs> and then, yeah, the movies know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so then the next one was uh, global warming. I remember that one, and then they turned it into climate change, and now the next one is bio. Now it's biomedical warfare you know and so it, it all goes back to you know the the standard psychop the next thing is you know project blue beam they're going to pretend like some aliens are attacking us and now we have to listen to them and follow their rules otherwise we're going to oh, get killed dude. by aliens that's that's the the grand the, the what do they what do they call it um <clears throat> there's a a band called sticks <clears throat> they do that song you know uh come sail away Oh yeah, yeah. But there's an album they have called The Grand Illusion. Oh yeah. Right? But mm-hmm. in this case, uh what the Bible talks about is uh the um uh strong delusion. Oh, okay. 
God says, I will give them strong delusion so that uh, they may believe in a lie so great that it will deceive even the very elect. Wow. Right? And this is what's happening. It's like people are wow. becoming delusional yeah. about what politicians tell them. Oh, jeez. It's ridiculous. Right? And that's yeah, why we got to be we got to stand strong in the faith, man. Like no matter what, dude, it always comes down to the truth. It's always I'll, I'll Christ. I'll be honest with you, man. I I actually I think that's really what helped me get through all of the last 2 years is because I don't want to say like, I'm not scared to die, but I'm really not scared to die. You know, I understand that we're mortal, that we're, we're only on this earth for so long. You know, obviously every day is a gift. This virus stopping for two years. Think about that. Two years. You're just going to stop your life and not live normally. Wear a mask everywhere you go. Not see your friends and family for two years. You're never getting that back. You're never yeah. getting that back. So for me, it was, I'm just going to keep living my life. I'm just going to yeah. keep doing what I'm doing because eventually I'm I'm going to die. Eventually I'm going to go. And I don't want to sit there on my deathbed thinking, okay, I stayed home and I followed the rules to, for what? I'm not getting anything out of it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And the funny thing to me was the same people that tell you you're stupid for believing in religion and following those rules are the ones following these rules. <laughs> I know. I know. It, that to it, me is what what trips me out, and that's why I it, that's where I you know came up with the whole notion for me that that's where it, it came clear to me that everybody's religious one way or another. You either believe in a standard religion or you make up your own stuff. And the religion of COVID is real, and you gotta you gotta put your mask on and you gotta spray everything down. To, <laughs> to let's face sure it, we're it. we're all susceptible to brainwashing in one way, shape, or form. Oh yeah. Whether we brainwash ourselves or we get brainwashed by a political leader or whatever. And, right? I mean, the sooner and the younger they get you, the better. And the younger yes. they get you with fear, the better, because I do remember watching those, those shows on Fox thinking like, dude, are we really going to get hit with a meteor? Right. What happens if we do get, I mean, that's how the dinosaurs went. So what, what chance do we have? You know, I remember thinking that I remember those moments where I was like, well, what, what if that happens? And then global warming, we're going to kill off all the, all, you know, all the polar bears and the, the melting sea caps. And then, of course, they all get stuck in ice when they go down there to research how hot it is. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> think it's just all fear porn. It all is. It really is. Because the best. I, again, I go back to the word, man. I go back to the word and, and it says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. Yeah. And unfortunately, too many people are fearful. They don't, they don't want to just, they don't believe in themselves enough. They don't have anything to hold on to, which is what's great about this. Cause it actually forced some people to say, I need something. And it's yeah. either going to be, it's either going to be something spiritual or it's going to be some, it's going to be religion or it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, you know, God, it's going to be Jesus Christ. It's going to be whatever it is. I need something like that in my life. And yep. if, unless these churches screw it up really bad, you're going to have a lot of people coming into this because they're going to teach their children and their children are just going to get used to it. And then the cycle is going to continue. The problem with uh, religion, in my opinion, is the dogma. Yeah. And once dogma gets preached on you and that latches onto you, you're fucked because the then COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You start becoming uh, a worse person than what you thought you were going to be when you went into it. 
that and that's exactly what's happening with covid and that's why yeah. it's, yeah, it's the same people that would get into religion and just just get so bent out of, like and become those uh what is that church that uh westboro baptist yes the westboro baptist <laughs> i love those it those guys are just assholes man oh yeah <laughs> but god hates fags right yeah but they yeah. think they're doing the right thing that's the that's that's a covid nazi it's, over there it's a cult yeah and yeah. But that's what a covid nazi is it's the same people that we're, we're we're dealing with the exact same personalities the exact same people it's just it's just one religion versus another yep. okay because you can corrupt anything you really can even atheism so, dude yeah it's like it's same thing. you better believe that there's no God. It's like <laughs> your religion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told my buddy. I remember um, he would call me up and he was just a dick about it. He was like, oh, where's your sky wizard now? And I'm like, come on. Man. That's just a dick thing to say, you know? It but, is. But he would just keep going with it. And then he realized actually with COVID, he realized, holy crap, it, that's really like the everybody really believes in something you know i'm like you, uh -huh. what you believe in is atheism obviously right for whatever reason you want to believe it that's fine i've never given you crap for it you know i've tried to explain to you why i think it's it's not i have nothing way. against atheists either me, it's just like either. i don't push my shit on you you don't push it on me exactly whatever yeah. and that's and that's the the conversation he and i finally had and i said listen man i'm not gonna sit here and say that you know sky wizard jokes are, are not funny because sometimes they are but <laughs> or flying know. spaghetti monster yeah that was my the favorite that's not pictures the sky wizard one when he said it it was just like it took me a second i was like sky wizard oh <laughs> that's funny <laughs> and so i was like I, i'm gonna let that slide because it's actually pretty funny but at the same time, we gotta you gotta understand that that's something that needs to be respected on some level. And so we had that. I'm like, I'm not gonna preach to you. You don't need to preach to me. And we'll just go back and forth, you know, with small jabs. We're, nobody's going for the knockout punch here, though. Yeah, like, dude, how about we just go get a beer and like call yeah. it a day? Does the problem have, is everybody. You don't has have to, to push your beliefs on anybody. I think people do that to uh, reaffirm their beliefs. Sure. Know? And yeah. and. What it ends up what ends up happening is when they don't get that reassurance of okay, I convinced somebody to believe what I believe, they start to doubt themselves, and it creates this sort of uh, insecurity, and then it creates a and we're talking about something they strongly believe in, you know, what whatever you choose to believe in, whatever you strongly believe in, when somebody goes no, that's not true, you're 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 gonna be offended by that, that's gonna hurt you unless you're you know convict. You, your convictions are true unless you actually believe the things that you're spouting out you're, you're gonna sit there and be offended by that and it ends up leading to you just constantly trying to hammer people just constantly trying to affirm that what you're saying is true but i think you know 90 percent of the time they're just doing it to try and convince themselves yeah uh i see what, where you're coming from um i don't get offended very easily at all whatsoever if at all whatsoever <laughs> well yeah i mean we, i've seen your memes bro <laughs> <laughs> i just don't get offended i'm just like i'm fearless when it comes to that kind of thing it's like and like i'll tell jokes to people like the dirtiest raunchiest jokes and they'll laugh right every now and then i'll get somebody that's like you're fucked right it's like <laughs> dude it's just a joke laugh right yeah. but they're all offended i'm like how can you be offended by a joke but i was raised uh 
in a certain way. Like I, I was raised by my parents who would crack jokes like that to other people too. Right. And all yeah. I heard was laughter. And then I started seeing this uh, political correct, political, politically correct generation growing up before my very eyes. And then I started seeing people aren't even able to either laugh at themselves or laugh at jokes anymore. Yeah. And like, if you can't laugh at yourself, dude, you can't laugh at shit. Yeah. I, if you I can't make fun thing. of yourself. Let's say I was black, right? Let's say, for instance, I was black. Mm-hmm. If somebody, without the idealism there about the whole black history, all that stuff, if somebody told me a black joke, I would laugh. You know what? I think a major- the funny thing is a majority of black people, the majority of black people that I've known, they've never gotten offended by a joke like that. Ever. That's what I'm saying. That's you what know, I'm saying. I'm, like if I could tell, if I could, yeah, if I could tell a black joke to a black guy and he laughs, he's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and quite honestly, 99% of them would just not care. They would laugh. Yeah, then they would, and then they would make fun of you back for you know whatever. And then I would laugh too. Yeah, and that's really how we <laughs> used to be. And there's that that one percent of people because they really truly are the minority. They're the one percent of people that know that if they use that toward to their advantage, they use getting offended to their advantage. Not not yes. so much the fact yes. that they're. It's not that I'm I'm a you know I'm I'm a Hispanic man or I'm a I'm a black woman or whatever. It's not that. It's the I'm offended part that they use to their advantage. Because now that you're offended, well, we need to make up for that. So Right. So that's where you end up with that situation of It's like they want to get the something power. out of being offended. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and actually uh, my daughter saw this uh, firsthand and she was like she came to tell me she was like she was out with her friends, they went to a Starbucks. Um there was she said there was a a black lady there, she ordered her stuff, but she was so rude right off the bat. And, you know, she was like, it was weird. And she, she immediately was like, oh, you're, you know, I'm a, I'm a black woman and, and you're trying to do this to me and you're trying to do that to me. And the kid's just trying to take her order, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Trying to take her order. She asked for some sort of drink that I guess you have to use a special tool to in order to make it. I don't know enough about Starbucks to be able to tell you what any of those things are. But the kid picked up the tool upside down. And the lady's like, you're trying to kill me because I'm a black woman security security and it was like my daughter's oh like oh my god my that's disgusting behavior like, man he's like what is going on so the you know a security guard comes by i don't remember where they were i think they were um like downtown somewhere or, or in a mall or whatever it was and uh she's like he tried to kill me because i'm a black woman she's like no i just picked up the tool to make your drink she's like are you saying i'm stupid you're saying you're saying, i'm an educated black woman and my, my daughter's like why would she keep saying that i go because it makes her a victim that yeah. makes her a victim. They play the race card in order to play the wants. victim. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, told her, I go, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's black. She could be, she could be anything. She'll just find the, the thing that makes her a victim and use that to get whatever she wants. She that's doesn't know too, any other way to operate. That's batshit crazy to me, man. It, it is. But that's the way some people, I really don't believe any of these people are truly offended ever. I really think they're just like you said, They'll, they'll, if they hear the joke, they would actually laugh in certain company, but they know that if they're a victim, if somehow they've been offended or oppressed or whatever, not really, but just if they can claim it, then they can easily get whatever they want. They yeah. can get a promotion. They can get a settlement. Right. They can get a free coffee. 
because they ended up giving her a free coffee. <laughs> she Dude. walked out of there with a free coffee, and I told her she was a victim. So and she then she walk, and then she walks out, and she's walking by people, and she's snapping her yeah. fingers and going, "Mm-hmm, that's what she I did. got him." Uh huh. <laughs> right? gonna Just for a fucking two dollar fucking coffee for yeah. free, right? And that's what I told. That's how when I explained that to her, she was like, "Oh." And I go, no, I'm, not everybody's like that. There's just gonna, people in this world that they will play the victim card. It's not even the race card, I told her. Because she could have been any other ethnicity. She would have done the exact same thing. Okay. Yeah, true, true. It's the victim card to be able to get something for free. She got a free cup of coffee, right? And she didn't even realize it. She was like, oh, she did because she never paid. I go, exactly. So it's those things that, you know, you we have to start teaching kids we have to start teaching you know the next generation to look at it this way and the more the more eyes you open up to this stuff like with your podcast with with the memes that we share all that little thing all those conversation all those little jokes that's what's going to open people's eyes that's what eventually is going to get them to realize this is stupid and yeah maybe they don't wear the mask the next time they go in, into a you know to a restaurant to go from the <laughs> from the front door to their seat and then take it off it's like, that's yeah. dumb. I'm just going to go sit I'll, Always remember, though, that the left can't meme, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because none of it... None, none, <laughs> I posted this last night, I think. It was like, uh, the left makes no sense in any of their arguments. You know what I mean? Like, right. they can't make sense, and that's why they can't meme, because you look at one of their memes, and you're just like, yeah, that I'm makes actually, fucking no sense. I went looking for memes and I was like, even the things that they, none of the things that they do make sense. They have no argument. They have nothing, no leg to stand on. Because it's all inverted like Satan wants. Exactly. So the the one video that I remember I just saw recently, it was, uh, they were protesting, um, actually they were protesting abortion. I think it was in Scotland. And the the pro-abortionists were literally barking at the guy. (laughs) They were barking at him. While he was literally like, you know, waving his sign, playing a bagpipe. And I'm like, this is like the, the most horrid video ever. It's bagpipes and girls barking. It's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Why was this allowed on the internet? But that's, that was their argument. That guy had a sign up that said, I don't remember what the sign said, but it was something pro-life. Their, their counter argument was to bark. To bark, to make noise over top of his bagpipes. That, and that, so that tells you they have zero argument. They have no idea how to defend their, 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 their side, their points. Mm-hmm. They have nothing. So I actually, and that was the other thing I actually realized. Um, I think these mask mandates in certain places, the reason why they're mask mandates is because if you saw, if there was no mandate, you would see how few people would wear the mask. It's oh yeah, force, it's to force their side to be the the majority. Exactly, and then they use the word mandate in order to make people think that it's mandatory. Yeah, uh, that, like it's actually part of the law, but it's not. What they're doing is actually downright illegal. Yeah, well, when you all of this, when you break it down, is just this whole thing is illegal. What they're 100%. doing, is, yeah. But people think they're doing what is the right thing to do. Yeah. And that's the problem. They think that they're doing the right thing and you're being a murderer because you don't want to wear a mask or take a vaccination. It's like, well, the, the Westboro Baptist Church thinks they're doing the right thing by, you know, yeah, a military funeral. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I haven't seen 
uh, I think it was season three or four of American Horror Story, where like the the whole country becomes like a cult, and oh, it's wow. like that's exactly what's happening with us. I don't think I got that far on uh, on that. Yeah, show. I didn't. I didn't see that either. But uh, it's like the president. I think. Oh wow! Basically, like. I think I'm just gonna go straight to that season. Then I'm gonna. Find I know. I should watch it too. <laughs> I should watch it too. But yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It, it divides everybody and. Apparently that's what it's about. I'm not sure, but it's exactly what's happening these days. You know, well, the thing that sucks about all of this is if you come out with a story like about this now, nobody will watch it because they pretty much live through it and they'll think you're just trying to make money off of it. Because that's what happened to that um, that uh, Jerry Brockheimer movie where he was like they were locked down uh, and you couldn't leave unless you know, because you were sick or your neighbor was sick. So the guy broke in to get his girlfriend out of there. So I'm like, oh, that was. Songbird? Songbird, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Called. And I, they called the people that were immune to the illness muni scum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you mean the people that didn't take the vaccine? Those exactly. are the immune ones, right? Yeah. Exactly. I called that one out really early too. Yeah, that so you can't even really make a movie about this stuff because nobody even wants to see the behavior that we've had. The the things that we've been doing for the last two years as a society, nobody even wants to see it. Because the yeah. people that are against it, we don't want to see it because we've been calling it out from day one. Right. The people that have been doing it, they don't want to see themselves portrayed the way they really are behaving. You yeah. know, it just makes it hard for all of this to try and get to try and prove to anybody that or to try and convince them not to prove to them because you don't have to prove it, prove it to anybody. It's it's very obvious what's happening here. But to try and convince them of what is actually happening. That, that's going to be so hard to do. The only yeah. way it's going to work and what's actually going to happen. And you can, you're going to see this in like a month. So whenever Joe Biden does his next um, you know, state of the union, he's going to say, pants. we won. Well, he's going to do that. <laughs> and then he's actually going to say, we won. I did it. I killed it. And then he's going to shit his pants. And then they're going to rush him off stage. And then <laughs> CNN. Can somebody change? Hey, say. Jen Saki. Jen Saki, can hey, you uh, up, can you you're change up. my defense? <laughs> He's gonna say we did it, and and then they're gonna get rid of all of the mandates. They're gonna keep them on the back pocket because they got an election. They got to try and win. They're gonna exactly. keep them back there, but they're gonna say it's done. We did it. We did this for you. You can go back to to normal life because that's their last play. We're either gonna and go. People to are still gonna Russia. worship their government. Well, yeah, of course, because the government saved them. The government did this for them. They protected them for two years, even though these idiots wouldn't wear the mask or get the vaccine. But the government was so powerful that they were able to protect us in spite of these horrible people. That's what their narrative is going to be. Yeah. You can mark my words on that one. It'll be, and that'll be the narrative within a month because they need it that bad. They need, to, they need something to be able to hold on to this power. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's just a, a game of, psychopaths running our our world yeah whatever side you you're on right i because and that was the biggest thing for me is um when all of the when this election was going on this last one where it was like oh you're a, you're a trumpster and i was like i'm not even a trumpster dude i don't like any government like i don't like big government at all you know if our forefathers would have been picking up arms a long ass time ago man before these covid lockdowns happened do you know how much you're taxing us on everything and then printing money to screw up how much money yeah, we dude. have I, I mean dude the amount of money that is taken away from us and then they don't and then they can't 
budget their stuff up there. They can't, they, they're still got, you know, they've gone overdraft by like $30 trillion. Yeah. How? How? Yeah. <laughs> I can't go overdraft like a hundred dollars without my bank going, Hey, we're going to have to tax it. Yeah. Right. And then the government <laughs> just is able to just all willy nilly throw all this shit around. Yeah. That's where people are going to start. Noticing it. They're going to start noticing it when, um, when, tax season comes around and they either don't get as big a check as they used to get because you know the government can't afford it or they actually have to pay taxes you're going to see a lot of people taking that red pill man that's when people are going to start opening their eyes because one of the biggest things that's opening their eyes is the fact that gas is so expensive and then dude it's crazy now going to the grocery store is expensive like it literally is cheaper to go to mcdonald's and buy a burger than to buy you know stuff to make food at home it literally is cheaper to go to McDonald's, get a double cheeseburger, and just eat that than it is. Well, that's what they want, like... right? Exactly. Yeah. Why not? Why not keep them fat? Not... During this whole two years, I've even to this day, I have not heard a single person from the CDC or or from government say, "Don't, Don't eat at McDonald's. Exercise. Get some yeah. exercise. Get know, sunlight. Go nature. Exactly. You know who it did? Joe Rogan. And now they're canceling him." <laughs> fucking retarded man so you can clearly see what they're trying to do yeah so even if you don't believe that there's some nefarious thing the government's trying to do you can clearly see that they don't have your best interest in mind you know because if they did they would tell you to get some exercise you know obviously being overweight is a comorbidity to covid so how about everybody starts losing weight no we need to celebrate you know plus size women or plus size folks. And it's like, exactly. No, we we yeah. don't, we don't need to do that. What we need to do is make it so that nobody dies with this comorbidity in COVID. Like yeah. that's just what we should do. Nope. You can't even say it that way because then it's offensive to somebody. Oh, and by the way, go feel free to go chop your dick off and get a fake vagina. <laughs> oh God. Right. Oh, like, come on, man. on that, man. Like seriously, dude. Like what about the whole white privilege thing? Do you think white privilege exists? No. I, okay. I've never believed that white privilege existed. Okay, good. I, I knew actually, we were on the same page. <laughs> no, I, I really, the thing about white privilege is, well, especially now, I mean, even before all of this BLM stuff, there was really no white privilege. What white privilege was called or what it was considered, in my opinion, was um, somebody did not, let me, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. What's your, sorry, yeah. before we start, mm-hmm. what's your heritage? I'm Hispanic. Okay, that's what I thought. I could hear it in your voice. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know how people can do that, but apparently, you can. It, it can be done. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. That that's one of their those talents people have. That I'm like, I have no idea how you did that, but okay. Um, <laughs> but, but so I okay. Growing up, I remember. I remember seeing. Um, I remember hearing white privilege, white privilege. But growing up, honestly, I never experienced racism ever and i had you know white friends black friends i had hispanic friends i had it all same okay. here dude same I here experience race i can tell you the four times in my entire life i'm i'll be 38 by the end of this month um four times in my Cheers. life that i experienced racism thank you um and most of none of them affected me none of them hurt me none of them held me down none of them did anything to affect the direction my life was going in same the, here the one that i remember i i i only remember it because of how oblivious I was to it. And that actually makes me laugh because of how little it affected me and how much, when I compare it to how people like 
some people, they take it and they're just like, oh my God, it's the end of my world. Um, so here's what happened. My family, we went to, we, we were in uh, California. Family members moved to uh, Wisconsin. We went out to see if we liked it out there. Um, I was nine, 10 years old. We're out there with, uh, with family members. They got like big lots, um, like acreage for land and it's all grass. And so we were playing football out there. And these two kids um, come rolling by and I'm like, Hey, you guys want to play? We need, we need more, we need more people. Right. And they're like, you know, get out of our town Beaner. And I was like, so you guys don't want to play or you do want to play? Cause you never <laughs> experienced racism. Cause I had never experienced racism. Before. Yeah. What's a Beaner? <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly I had no idea. I, and I was just, I was like, so I guess they're not playing. All right. So we went right back to playing. Nobody felt offended. I didn't feel offended. I didn't even understand what they were talking about. And then later on, when I did realize what they were talking about, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Cause I literally said, okay, so you're not going to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, that's how little it can affect you. If you, if you don't let it affect you, you know? sure. Some yeah. people, man, they just, that's the end of their whole world. Yeah. You know? So, but to go back to your question of white privilege, white privilege is just, you did, you got it better than I do. And instead of looking at what I did wrong, I'm just going to look at the fact that you got it and just be jealous. That's it's just jealousy. The whole white privilege thing, to, in my opinion, is jealousy because there is no white privilege. Because even if you look at statistically in this country, um, Asians do better than white people. And um, Nigerians, I think, do better than white people as well. They have a higher, um, higher income uh, than, than white people do. And some people get handouts. Well, and that, and that's the other thing. So, and my buddy, he was, cause he's all about white privilege, right? He's like, dude, you know, these white people, these white kids, they get their parents hand them money. And I go, okay, well let, let's look at this logically, right? Your parents came to this country. He's like, yeah. I go, so then you were born here. He says, yeah. I go, so you're an American. He goes, right. I go, so what are you doing? to hand your kids over a whole bunch of money or a house or a business or a car or something. He's like, well, I can't do anything. The white people keeping me down. And I'm like, no, no, no. See their, their family, these white families were here way longer than you were, than you and your whole family were. So they were able to build generational wealth, which meant that they were able to pass it on to the next family, to, to the next generation. You can do the same exact thing with your children. You have the opportunity to children. do it as well. That is the only promise that this country gives you. That the is opportunity. What, the opportunity, exactly. So white privilege is nothing more than they've had a little more time in the game. That's, that's all it is. Because generational wealth happens that way. Because I can hand that guy a million dollars today, and I guarantee his grandkids will not see a dime of that. Yeah. So generational wealth is, is what is really the promise of this country. You can come here with no money in your pocket, zero. Okay. You can come up with something. You can work hard. You pass it on to the next generation. It's like passing a baton in a race. That person, that your child, your, you know, your, the next generation, they grow their wealth from whatever you gave them to the next one. And then so on and so forth. And now we're talking five generations later, they're, they're the ones handing over, you know, homes and, and businesses and, and things like that. But as far as white privilege goes to me, all it is, is they've had longer in the game than I have. That's it. Yeah. 
that's the only it's thing. not like we're getting any handouts either you know <laughs> nobody nobody really gets a handout i don't think anybody really gets a handout because let's say i mean unless you just want to live with handouts go ahead but like i said earlier if you were to hand over a million dollars you won the lottery there's no way that guy's grandchildren are going to see a dime of that money right right now what i'm saying when it comes to handouts is that it's like I'm not getting anything more than what, like, I'm not getting any more of an opportunity than you are. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. It's like, dude, I struggle like everybody else. Yeah. You know, like I could make something better in my life, but I'm kind of comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. But I'm, I'm like, I'm happy with what I got. You know, I'm not a materialistic person by any means. I think you reach a certain point in life and you eat. And once you have enough, you're like, you know what? There's really no point. Cause I, and I've gotten there. I, I actually gotten there this, this last year because it was, I, I have a, you know, clear, I have a nice home. I drive a, a great car. I, I don't need to trade it in to go get another one because this one's paid off. You know, it's yeah, really exactly. Yeah. It works. And I started realizing the the consumerism and the materialism is what traps you into these, into these, lives that just don't make you happy because I, I was going to work paying off my my debt paying off my bills I paid off most of them my life didn't change nothing changed the only thing that changed is I no longer had to worry about these things right I know I no longer had to worry about the debt the borrower is slave to the lender uh, psalms yeah yeah so so you once that burden is removed from you you're able to just kind of clearly look at your life and go, okay. I, I, and I stepped back and I said, okay, I have a mortgage and I have a car that's paid off now. So I don't have to worry about getting another one because it's perfectly fine. Do I really want to go back into that chain? Do I really want to get tied up with that? And I think when, when you get comfortable in that situation, it's a lot, it's a lot better than the comfort of continuing to swipe your card for something else and just, you know, being there constantly like i have to go to work i have to go i don't have to go <clears throat> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can go get a re- like I, I don't know if you've ever watched the simpsons but there's that episode where homer quits his job because he paid off his mortgage and he goes and works in a bowling alley oh yeah yeah Maggie. so i remember watching that episode and just thinking like how cool would that be like you're so like you're so good that you could just go do whatever your dream job is and for some reason i goes out <laughs> a bowling alley but like that, that is the feeling of, of peace that you get when you're not trapped by consumerism, because I don't need the next latest, greatest iPhone. I don't, this the one that I have. I, I think it's the eight. It works just fine. Yeah, it does. It, it answers. But people, calls. people seem to have this need or c- crazy desire, which is, uh, I think it's them trying to fill a void in their life. Uh, to get the latest and greatest of all the tech or whatever. It's like, why, dude? You know? It's it's to have meaning. It's to have, it, like you said, it's to fill that void. But it's and not meaning. Of, it's not meaning, it, though. Like, because you can't take that shit with point. you when you die. Right. What you, what you, what meaning, what you can get meaning out of is the time that you have on this earth to to do something. What What is it you want to do? What is it you're meant to do? You know I think I, mean? I think the per like to, the meaning of life is to find purpose in your life. 
Yeah, that is the meaning of life. Because it's, I think, it's I agree. more fulfilling than anything else. Yeah, it's really, I, I say it all the time. I'm like, people that know what they want to do and love what they do are some lucky motherfuckers, man. Because and pursue it. <laughs> yeah. I th- Those people, it, what movie was it? Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. When he says there's people that um, have to do something or that, that find what they love to do and they have they want to do it. And then there's people that need to do it. He says, that's who I am. I, I'm the guy that needs to build cars and that's why I'm here. And that that idea of this is what I need to do with my life. If you could find that, that's got to be one of the greatest blessings of all time. Right yeah. there. Just to be to know like this is what I'm supposed to do. And if you figure out how to survive off of monetizing it, that's exactly the, the best life ever. And I would love know, nothing more than my, for my podcast to blow up and like, I would be, you know? that would be awesome, man. And I, I push like, that upon you to be honest with you, because anybody who's ever done a podcast knows how much, if you enjoy doing them, cause I love doing them too. They're I so love it. Fun. They really are. I'm never, I'm never like, you know, okay. Take this for, for instance, you go to work and you're like, Oh fuck. I gotta go to work. Right? Yeah. You know, everybody knows that fucking feeling. Everybody. When I'm doing a podcast, it's kind of like work, but at the same time, like, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to talk to somebody new. I'm going to do the work involved, like the show notes, all this shit, the editing, yeah. whatever. And it's like exciting to me. Yeah. It's that, not, that, it's when not I found work. Mine, when I found my podcast, when I started doing it, um, I, at the beginning, I was like, no, I, I who's going to listen to me? And then when I said, who cares if anybody listens to me? I'm just going to put it up. And my buddies and my friends, they started listening to it. And then they started passing it on. But I remember just thinking like, oh, man, I, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. And then after I did it, I was like, yes, this is this is something fun for me. And I can only do so much of it because I only have so much time. So that's why my shows are like 20 minutes long. But okay, there's so much fun to do. And I, it's just me like... And I told, this is what I told somebody. I was like, it's just me taking all the thoughts that I have in my brain about the crap that's going on in the world and just downloading it into my podcast and then just putting it out there. I'm and telling you, honestly, that's exactly how you and I think. Yeah. I, I said, whatever happens with it afterwards, I really don't <clears throat> give a damn. Who hears yeah. it? Who doesn't hear it? doesn't matter to me. It's, I put it on there because I need to get these thoughts out of my head that about everything that's going on. And if I could put them together and I, I'm the same way as you, I, I got to do the work. I got to put them together. And everyone's like, dude, how do you even have the time to do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just, it's, I'd rather, rather do that than go watch a TV show that I'm not even. Dude, I could be watching, uh, like I, I could be watching TV or I could be playing video games. I'm a huge gamer. All my life I've been a huge gamer and that's all I do. Like I'll, <clears throat> I'll like fucking watch a movie or play video games if I'm not doing a podcast. But once I started doing the podcast and and realizing how much energy that I could be putting into that positive and just like mindlessly sitting there doing nothing. And Uh, the the great thing about it is it's, it's really like a positive thing and it starts affecting the way you look at life. You start, you start working out, you start reading books, you start, you know, all these little things, they start redirecting your life because you're putting that positive spin. Exactly. Exactly. And not only that, dude, but like I've had people come up to me like at work or uh, online or whatever and say, dude, you're you're inspiring me to do this now or do something awesome. different than uh, putting all my energy into meaningless shit. Right. Yeah. This this means the world to me right now. This That's conversation awesome. that I'm having with you, 
I don't even know you, but it means the world <laughs> to me right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And that's the, the reason why is it's just something positive. It's something that you, you literally say, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter. And it's exactly. your voice. It's your voice. It's, it's you. This is like a part of you. Every one of these episodes, um, what I realized was they're a part of me. It's, it's me talking. It's, I would have this conversation with somebody, even if there wasn't a microphone, it would just be a matter of, does this person want to have this conversation with me? And I'm telling you, it's the same thing with me. I started having conversations like this uh, frequently uh, before I started my show. And I was like, dude, this could have been a podcast. You know what I mean? And then I, this man, this gentleman named Nico, shout out to Nico. He started, he has his own podcast called Upstate Unconventional. And he invited me to come on his show because I had like a, a whole bunch of paranormal stories cool that that stuck with me while i was growing up right yeah he's like you got any, whoever has any paranormal stories i don't remember how i saw his message i said dude i got a shitload he's like he invited me on and i was like one of his i was like his fifth guest or third guest or something now he's he's like me he's got like 30 something episodes right that's cool and we stuck together and then we uh, met all these other podcasters and we all promote each other and everything right mm-hmm. but anyway uh it's just like it just makes me feel like we can be doing other things other than just sitting idle and yeah. watching everything vicariously and uh, getting our voice out there and have it ripple throughout the universe. That's, I think that's exactly what it is because back, I mean, whether you write this down, I, that's, I think why blogs were such a big hit when they, when they first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, just writing your stories down, writing, you know, this anecdote that happened to you while I tell you about this thing that I'm really passionate about. That's all blogs were. Podcasts are the same thing. It's literally a part of you. It's no different than somebody who writes a song. It's no different um, than somebody who draws something or paints something. It's part, it's a talent that you have that not everybody really has because I've heard, I've listened to some podcasts and I'm like, yeah, this, this isn't for you. Right. You know, this isn't your medium. And it's not that you don't have anything interesting to say or anything like that. It's just that this isn't your medium. Yeah. You probably could do better as a blogger. You could probably do better as a painter. You could probably write better songs. Like you could probably put that into a song and then there you are, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, and there's some people that are just amazing on YouTube. You know, those videos. I'm like, I have no idea how you do that. I, I don't I know. I like all the YouTube. editing and shit. I'm like, how the fuck do you do yeah. all those quick cuts, man? Like, uh, uh. Yeah, beyond so me, man. There's but whatever. Just so many ways now to to have these experiences, these moments of like, yeah, I just did something. That, there's never been a time that I took off my headphones, uploaded an episode, and didn't feel like that was a good positive use of my energy, of my I'm time. I'm telling you, it's it's skills. a huge. It's almost like a like a massive dopamine rush. It is. It is. Yeah. Experience that it's like all of them. This is my baby. This is my creation, and I'm putting it out there to the world. Somebody told me they were like, "That means you did the right thing." When you, yeah. do, whenever you have that feeling, um, and obviously you're not doing something psychotic, <laughs> uh-huh. you know that it that means that you you spoke truth, you you let a piece of yourself out, and that's why people love conversations. Like even just having a normal conversation with a stranger on a plane, on an airplane, you know. You sit down, you have a conversation with them. And if, if it's a good one, if it's a good conversation, you walk away feeling like, yeah, that, that was good. I felt that. That was a. Yes, exactly. That's all these podcasts are. And they're all just positive things that you, like you said, they're positive things you could be doing with your time instead of watching TV, 
you know, you know, playing a video game, even though I, again, I like doing those things too, but mm-hmm. it's like, I told my daughter, she would, she was sitting there watching all these TikToks or Instagram videos and stuff like that. And I told her, why are you watching them? She goes, yeah, cause you know, they're on. And I'm like, why don't you make them? She yeah. Goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, like, why, why are you consuming content when you could be making it? And she's like, well, what, what would I do? I go, that's up to you. You can do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. And so she likes doing uh, special effects makeup. So she'll do that. Like she'll do some sort of special effects. Oh, that's thing. cool, man. I love whole, that shit. Yeah, there's a whole like uh, section of it uh, for it on TikTok. I know that. And so she follows a little bit of the trends, but she um, she gets one or two likes and she's like, hell yeah, this one was good or this one was bad. And she'll get ideas and she'll see other people. She's like, I want to try that. I think this last uh, Halloween or the one before, I can't remember. She um, She made my face look like I was a Terminator. So we went to the, st- the store and she bought all the things she needed and my face looked like I was a Terminator and it was ripped off. I was like, that is oh, so cool. <laughs> dude, I did that to myself when I was in like grade eight. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I put fake skin down the middle of my face. Yeah. Painted half myself silver. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it looked like she did it, it looked like shit, but <laughs> the way she I loved did it. it though, it really looked like a couple people were like, Oh, whoa, what what happened here? And I was like, and I showed them in the light, and they're like, Oh, that is so cool. How'd you do that? I'm like, daughter did it. I don't know how she did it, but that's the what I've told her is those are the positive things. Not you know, you don't have to be you don't have to be really good at specific things. You could be good at a lot of little things, and they, as long as you're your energy is being used in a positive way yeah. that, makes, that allows you to use these gifts that, that were handed to you by God, you know, exactly. Having, they were handed down to you specifically for you to do some of these things. That's when you're, when you're at your best and it doesn't could, have to be something you make huge sums of money on. It could just, yeah, be it, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Even. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm also into music too. I, I, I enjoy writing my own songs. I haven't done it in a while because I live in a building now. Yeah, that's uh, but I used stuff. to I, I used to love coming home like when I was living with my parents and like just cranking the amp and the guitar and, and jamming out to tracks and shit. And I was really good at it. Right. Yeah. But I would also write my own songs and I'm like, it's not the best song, but it's probably better than a uh, fucking early Green Day song. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it's probably, yeah, you look at like early green day and you're like those guys made it you know those guys yeah did all they did was use two chords yeah that's all right it just nothing and it's like chords. and here i am jamming out on shit it's like whatever it is you're putting your energy into as long as it's mm-hmm. positive you're on the right path man like i'm like i can't i can't stress that enough like uh, there's yeah. this book. Uh, it's called The War of Art, not The Art of War. It's the opposite, The War, the of, War art. of Art. And it's basically a, like a daily affirmation where it's saying like, if you're not doing what you were put here on this earth to do, then you're actually committing suicide in a sense. You're killing yourself yeah. every day. And that, I think that's what's happening a lot with people now is that they're so drawn in by social media by, I mean, having endless and endless options as far as, you know, what to watch on Netflix or Disney plus or what, whatever billion you know, channel decided to give themselves a, a streaming app. You know, there's just all of that stuff that you can just so get, get consumed by easily, easily because dude, I remember growing up and being <clears throat> like a huge fan of music and movies. And I had mm-hmm. like certain things that I would watch and certain things that I would listen to. Right. And I would try to discover more bands, new bands, or mm-hmm. watch new movies, this and that. 
But then it came to a point, probably in a, in like the mid two thousands, like the uh, two double O's, right? And I was like, dude, why does it seem like everything is coming out so much faster? And we're like, next yeah. thing you know, I'm I'm I, I'm telling people like, dude, we are completely inundated by media now. Yeah, like it's insane. Like I can't keep up. I used to be able to like. Before Internet Movie Database, I used to be able to connect people who were in certain movies and this and that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this yeah. guy was in this movie with this mm-hmm. guy, and this guy directed that movie, and he uses the same actors in his movies. I can't do that shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. There's just way too much of it. And they just it's to keep you just tied into it. And it that's the plugged into the Matrix thing. You know, it's stay plugged in here just watch this stuff don't go live your life but we're not meant to do that and no. you know when when you get when you have covid and you have to stay inside and you have to stay away from people and that's all you have that's why the that's why depression rates are through the roof that's why suicide is through the roof it's just it's such a it's, sad it's sad time. it's really sad dude i saw this uh one lady who was in um she was in ottawa protesting right <clears throat> with the convoy and she was holding up a sign that said uh with like pictures of her or a 21 year old son and oh, it said man. trudeau killed my son oh that's horrible because all the mandates and everything locked him in he didn't know what to do with his life anymore and he got yeah. so depressed he ended up killing himself that's the that's the sad part there's so many options now to to put content out into the world even even if it doesn't make it as like the top thing in the world, like even if you're not the next Joe Rogan, if you put content out into the world, that's a positive thing for you. It you is find meaning in it, and you're able to to feel like a human being. You know, yeah. You feel like you're doing something, uh, you know, of a something of a greater purpose. Yeah, and you're using your God-given gift. I'm using the gift of my gab. Yep. Right. Uh, I could be using my talents as a musician, but I can't right now because of the situation that I'm in. So I choose to do this. And that's why it's good to have more than one. <laughs> exactly. You have more than yeah. One talent. Not all of them are great, but you know, you, you exactly. do have more than one. I got a small show, dude. I got like an average of like 70, 80 listeners. That's awesome. That's dedicated, right? Like every time I put in an episode, it's like, Boom, 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 boom. like holy shit like that was fast you know that's gotta feel good man it does I feel good I, I i got to like um an average of like 20 and then it was like man i, I didn't even think one person was gonna listen to it because like yeah i put like my first five episodes up and by like the fifth episode my friends were like i don't really care dude you know i'm like all right that's that's fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> i got the same i get the same treatment yeah it was like that's yeah, fair enough i'm not gonna force this on anybody but then i i don't know if it's the algorithm or what but it started going out there and that's how I got found out by um by New York Patriots and then by you. It was just like it's it's pretty awesome that it there's, is. there's like this um the circle of people that just want to help each other out. Nobody's trying to keep anybody down. Like I'm not competing with you, you know, for for listening. That's exactly what it is. I tell I'm everybody I'm like anybody we're else all in this together. Yeah. We are not competing and it's a beautiful fucking feeling. And that's what I think is uh, missing in the world. Is everything not that I'm against competition, man. I, I think it's one of the greatest things that that it builds such a great character for people to want to strive to be their very best. But with something like this, it's there is no there is no be better than you. It's 
Yeah. What are you talking about? What are you, what are your conversations? Are you consistent with it? Because if you're not dropping episodes then nobody's listening to you. you sure. Yeah. So if you're consistent with it, and like you said, put in the work and you know, if it's a, it's a work of passion, then it's easy to do. But if you're able to do that stuff, you're, you're able to get something back that feeling of I did something and it's being accepted and you got haters. Great. You know, Yep. tell them the fuck off and then you have people that are like yeah this is cool 70 people like that's awesome man 70 people that are actually tune in and be like this is cool that's a great yeah thing. that's a great it's feeling cr- it's great man i love it it's the same thing with a musician though any artist right mm-hmm. like <laughs> for example let's take one of my favorite bands of all time kiss right they started off as like four guys in a band that that band disbanded then they started Kiss, Gene and Paul, right? And then, you know, they hired two other guys, Ace and Peter, right? And then they're playing in a loft and they're practicing and they're like, we got to do this. This is what we got to do, right? Right. And then they ended up getting picked up by this one record label, Casablanca. It was very, very small. And then they were, the record label was saying, we believe in you. So you guys keep touring, even though they were broke as shit. <laughs> but then the more and more people started gathering, listening to them, and snowballs, snowballs, consistency, like, right? Consistency and, leads to opportunity. Opportunity yep. leads to success. It's that and same. I just, I got my first sponsor the other day. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. And, and uh, I just put an episode with him. He's a sponsor. He's my sponsor. But he is my oldest brother's um, stepson, and he's stricken with uh, since he was diagnosed with uh, Duchenne um, muscular dystrophy when he was four years old. He's outlived his life expectancy by like Hell over yeah. over twenty years. That is started awesome. started a coffee company called Owl Creek, and then uh, I reconnected with him after like ten years. I haven't talked to him in a long time, right? And then he's like, dude. I listen to your podcast and I want I want I want you to be I want to be your sponsor, right? That's like, cool. hell yeah, dude. So we started this coffee company and I uh, got a sponsor, right? So it's like oh, you know, whatever <laughs> Yeah, dude, whatever happens, happens. It doesn't yeah. have to be this big thing. It's like I just want him to get more revenue. Well, see that he deserves that goes it. back to the uh, to the white privilege thing. It's there is no white privilege because unless you're doing something, you're not gonna have opportunities. If you're if it's like um, I, I see this all the time in like the UFC because I love watching uh, MMA. But there's fighters that are that are just constantly working out and getting ready, and then they call them and say, "Hey, in six days you need to fight this guy." Those guys get the opportunities that everybody else is like waiting for a phone call to of course. go train to go get ready. It's like, dude, no, no, no. Life moves way too fast to be able to 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 be able to get ready. You just have to constantly stay ready. So that's the same thing here. It's like, well, if you didn't have a podcast. The conversation would have been like, oh, man, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Oh, if you ever did, I'd be your sponsor or right. you know, I'd sponsor your show. And then those things just go into the air and nothing happens to them. But unless you take action, unless you actually do something with with these you know, gifts that you have and then use them to go forward and then an opportunity arises from that, it's going to be there whether you, you, know, you did your part or not. That opportunity is going to be there. But because you took action and did something, 
you're able to take advantage of that opportunity. And that's not white privilege. That's everybody's privilege. That's the yeah. beautiful thing about not only this country, but the, the time that we're living in, dude. This is all being done via the internet. You know? Yeah, yeah. You have your equipment. I have mine. We're in completely different parts of the country. You know, but we're still able to do this. We're still able to put this out. And there's no excuses here. It's just I had this stuff lying around and I said, screw it. Let's do this thing. Let's try it. And I'm sure it was the same thing with you. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I, I'm even I'm doing this on my fucking phone right now and I, awesome. with, a, with a pair of earbuds with a microphone on it. <clears throat> you, uh, I'm having technical issues with my because I bought like a nice lapel mic. But I can't use it right now because since I updated Anchor, it won't let me use it for some stupid reason. So That's I weird. went from shitty to like pretty decent to shitty audio sound, <laughs> right? Actually, it sounds pretty good to me. So Okay, that's cool, right? It sounds decent enough for people to hear the conversation. Yeah, no, I think that's no what limits. matters, right? No limits, man. What that's it. It's, I'm totally low tech. You know, I'm 42. I'm 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 old school when it comes to tech. Now, uh, I used to keep up with tech, but now not so much because, like I like I said, with media, we're inundated with it, right? It's everywhere. So yeah, like I, I like so you buy one thing and it's fucking dead. It's obsolete <laughs> like a week later, right? Yeah. And once you realize that, you stop trying to keep up with it, and you're just like, all right, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think. I always, I always like usually um, if I have a new guest on, I usually ask them this question, and I think we're gonna near up and wrap up here, but we still got some time. I'm not really limited with time, but what is your greatest hope for humanity right now? That's what I ask a lot of my guests. Wow, uh, that's a that's a big question. You ask everybody this? <laughs> not everybody, question. like certain people that I know or who have been on the show before. I won't ask them, but. I'll, I'll ask people who I've first met. Honestly, you know? it's, this, it's just what we were talking about. It's having that feeling. Yeah. It's having that feeling of I was able to do something and I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. I don't give a damn what anybody says. I used something that I, I don't tell anybody about, this gift that was given to me. You know, Even if you don't see it as a gift from God, if you just see it as something that you have. That you're good at. Using that, fee- that, that tool, that, that ability and having that feeling of I used it and not having the feeling of oh, I'm ashamed of the fact that I used my gift. You know what I mean? Or I regret that I haven't used my gift. Oh, yeah. That's that's got to be a lot worse than that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's got to be so bad. Like the idea of I have this gift and I've never used it. It's like that, that's got to be horrible. And but the one of the main the reasons. Side, one of the main reasons that people don't use their gift is because they're so fucking scared. Yeah. And that that's my greatest hope for humanity is that people find the courage to just do the things they were put on this planet to do. And whether not to get rich, not to get famous, not to do any of that crap. It's just to have that feeling of that felt good. That dopamine rush is better than better than damn near anything. Yeah. You feel like you're a king when you, when the government tells you you're at the bottom. Yeah. When everybody tells you you're at the bottom, when everyone everybody, you, you can't yeah. make it, you can't exactly. make it. Exactly, yeah. Little guy down. It's like I've never felt like a like a uh, like a king before than I do now. Like, you know? why are you doing a like, podcast? Nobody's going to listen to that yeah. shit. And I said, like, well, you know, I told myself that too, but I said, fuck it, I'm doing it. And here we are. There's here we are, man. People that are going to listen to this, <laughs> right? That is awesome. Exactly, dude. Oh man, I love these conversations, man. Do you want to plug anything? 
Uh, you know, I actually don't just my, my podcast, uh, you know, the guy with the beard podcast, you can find it anywhere. Um, you can find me on Instagram, the guy with the beard podcast on there as well. I post memes all the time. It's the best way to get people's eyes to open up and you get to laugh at the same time, which is awesome. hundred <laughs> percent. I post memes all the time. Like I have like 800 something followers, but like, I only got like a 70 people audience. They're probably just watching my memes and now they're giving a fuck about my podcast. But yeah, I told somebody, I said, if I can make money off of memes, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. Seriously, man. Well, I wish you all the best. Uh, same to you. And Thank you so much for having me, man. This was an awesome conversation. I appreciate it. This is what I, this is why I do this, man. Like it's, it's fucking great. It's you awesome. enjoy the the meat of the episode you enjoy that and then i enjoy working on getting it out there and getting you out there too right so i appreciate that thank you yeah man god bless you and uh you have a good night man you too man thank you later later nigel is hoping that you enjoyed this episode tonight. In fact, if you haven't enjoyed the episode, maybe, perhaps, maybe, perhaps. Nigel, what the hell is that supposed to mean? You know, you know, Davy. like, maybe, perhaps, like, maybe they're unsure as to why they did not enjoy the episode or not. Or vice versa, or whatever the fuck. Anyway, maybe, perhaps, you did not enjoy the episode because you have not had Owl Creek Coffee in your system. Owl Creek Coffee. All proceeds, or 10% of the proceeds, go to people who are stricken with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. I think that is a good cause. What do you think, Davy? Yes, Nigel, that's, that's... It's beyond me, man. Like, I think that's a really great cause. Yes, Davy, so do I. Uh, you give me some of that coffee this morning. I got all fucked up and jittery, you know? Uh, but I think uh, the humans that uh, drink this will be, uh, you know, they have the energy to go about their day, you know? So, uh, anyway, um, aside from Owl Creek Coffee, they have, like, 30 different blends and shit. I haven't tried, like, I've only tried, like, one or two of them, but uh, they taste really good, you know? So, uh, anyway, uh... Nigel, which which one did you try? The African one. The African the African coffee uh, uh, tastes pretty good and uh, maybe a little bit fucking jittery, you know. So uh, I don't know uh, how you are going to respond to that, but uh, anyway, uh, you 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 drink Awa Creek coffee and you if you go to the website uh, awacreekcoffee.com, you put in the uh, you do the shopping the shopping for the coffee. And uh, you put in the promo code uh, Cartel15 and you get uh, 15% off of that bitch, you know? Nigel, like, why do you gotta be so vulgar? I don't know. Uh, it's just how, uh, how, how, how mama raised me, you know? So. Fair enough, fair enough. Do your thing, keep going. Okay, so uh, we uh, we have to talk about uh, Alexandra, Alexandra Wells, and. Uh, uh, you know she's uh, she's cured, but you know she still has the uh, her parents have the the hospital bills. The hospital bills they they 
they're very uh, very high. So you know, if you click the link in the, in the show notes, you go to uh, GoFundMe and uh, you give it the you give it the the donation to the family. Okay. Sounds good, Nigel. You're a good goat, man. Like you really think of other people other than yourself. You know. I know. Well, uh, you know that's how uh, Mama Mama and Dada raised me, right? So. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that episode, and uh, you click at the links, and uh, you know you spend the money uh, on other people than yourself. Uh, you know, you know how it goes. Okay, Nigel, get over. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, dude. Okay, okay. David told me to wrap it up, so here it goes. Uh, you, you guys, cartel, you enjoy your night, and uh, we love you. David loves you. I, Nigel loves you, and uh, good night. Until next time. <laughs>